Welcome back to another episode of the Pivot and Go podcast, where we help show you how to pivot out of any current stuck situation that you might be in, self-doubt, uncertainty. We can show you how to pivot by bringing on these high performers who have been there. They've done it. They've gone through these difficult situations, these struggles, these roadblocks in life, feeling very stuck and pivoting out. And today's episode is one of creating your own lane, literally feeling stuck with the identity put upon you and how to pivot it out to something so far greater and with me is my co-host Mr. Ray McCullum and we talk to Jordan Richard the man behind Swish Cultures and what Swish Cultures is is basically the biggest video YouTube Instagram social media video for NBA players for any basketball players overseas players and it's really caught on and everyone knows about it in the basketball world and he has made his mark literally in something different than what he was pursuing. He was a professional basketball player over in Europe and really struggling. I mean, it was a good player, but just got overlooked and just was, he was in his room in 2017 in the Middle East and just had a dream of of helping other people be seen and pouring into others, helping these European players who don't get exposure be seen even by their families because they don't get to watch the game. So he started putting up clips and he was really passionate about it. He just kept doing it and doing it when everybody told him it would never happen because this was not an alley that had been created. He self-created this. And since then, he just kept going and going day after day. And he has built an empire that is Swish Cultures. So we're very blessed to have Jordan Richard on the podcast. And he goes in-depth on this journey and how he pivoted and how you can make a pivot in your life as well. So buckle up because here we go. EMF 5G. Yeah, we've all heard about it and we all know how bad it is. But our sponsor today, Soma Vedic, changes the game. This is the device that goes in your house that can reliably mitigate the unwanted influences of EMF and 5G radiation. It is 99.9% satisfaction by owners. And I am one of those owners and I am very satisfied. I have it actually near my TV. It's this light that lights up and I felt it on the first day, the effects of it. And it could take away headaches, nervousness, sleeping problems, digestion problems, tiredness, weak immunity. Just this from erasing, eliminating the EMF and the 5G that is just all throughout our day constantly. Soma Vedic is absolutely changing the game. Thank you for sponsoring the Pivot and Go podcast. Now go get your EMF and 5G erased. Jordan Richard, a.k.a. Swish Cultures, welcome to the Pivot and Go podcast. How are you doing, my man? I'm doing great, man. I'm, I'm happy to be joining you, too. You know, we have a lot of history with each other, so it's very dope, and it's a, it's a great blessing to be here, man, for sure. Man, I, and I got my right-hand man, the better half of this version over here, Ray McCollum, on the mic with me. And, yeah, it's been amazing watching your journey, man. But before we get into that, we're going to dive all into that. Start us off with a bang. We like to ask, some, ask the people that come on this podcast, like, something no one really knows about you, maybe outside of basketball, Start us off with a bang. Um, it's tough for me to stay outside of basketball because I'm around basketball so much. But, I mean, probably a lot of people don't know this. I'm 6'9", you know, a basketball player. Probably a lot of people don't know that. Um, and I'm, I'm a cameraman, too, you can say, you know. 
a lot of people don't realize this, but, you know, I'm next to all the athletes. I'm probably taller than a lot of athletes or right next yeah. to guys like Boban. Only time when I feel a little <laughs> short is when I'm next to Boban. So a lot of people don't know that, but, yeah, I'm like nice. a cameraman and, and an and a overseas professional player too as well. Yeah, man. I remember that when I first when I first met you. I thought you were one of the like draft players that we had coming in for the workouts. Like, man, this guy's hey, hey, look at this, look at this stud in here. But but yeah, man, uh, talk to us about your journey in basketball. I mean, that's obviously been your passion and, and what you've really, I mean, honed in on your whole life. And you had an overseas journey. Like, well, how did how did that go from college to to playing overseas? Man, it's crazy. Um, you know what? Like, I was underdog. You know, um. My in, in middle school, I grew up with Justin and Drew Holiday, you know, and those guys were were it. You know, they had the it factor already at a young age. You know, Justin and Drew were already grabbing rim in seventh and eighth grade. You know, I could barely touch the net, couldn't touch backboard. You know, I was a five ten kid, you know, growing up. And, uh, you know, I, I was a late bloomer. My dad actually played EuroLeague for eight, eight or nine years, you know, with Fenerbahce and F.S. Pilsen. And, you know, I was just always kind of just short, so I didn't feel like I was going to grow, you know. So I didn't really start growing and hit my growth spurt until my junior year of, of high school, you know. And uh, I grew to 6'9 and went D2, led uh, all the Division two in blocks, averaged 4.7 a game. Dang. And then, yeah, and then went uh, overseas to, to play, you know. And then turned turn, in after, you know, about six years of playing, I – you made switch cultures, you know, my sister and one of my partners and goods. And yeah, man, the rest has been history. So it's been a cool hey, little journey. That was a humble answer about that shot blocking <laughs> averaging over four, four blocks a game. You just like, slipped that, that in there, 4.7. That's like five yeah, blocks a that's game. That's five. We round. Anything Woo-hoo. over 4.5, that's five for us. <laughs> and uh, it, it's kind of funny what you said about uh, how you said he blended in. You thought he was one of the draft guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, the first time I met him, too. And they were like, yeah, that's the dude who runs the Switch Cultures page. I was like, really? I was like, I didn't, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know that he hooped. You know, a lot of us didn't know that he hooped. Um, and then, uh, you know, just learning more about it. Just kind of kind of talk about how, you know, you're a player yourself. And for Switch Cultures, you kind of guys started off with more overseas clips, right? Mm. Yeah. And, you know, you were, you know, it's kind of a platform to get guys overseas, more exposure, whatever, and just – Someone for myself who's been overseas, playing overseas, and you've been over there. To talk about that grind, that's a totally different grind over there. Craziest grind I've ever been a part of in my life. You know? <laughs> that's why Switch Coaches started, you know, is because of, because of that grind. You know, when I first got there, I was coming out of D2. You know, I've been in L.A. my whole life, and I, I went to Slovenia. And uh, I was with Bino Udrik, his brother, Samo. And, um, you know, it's just crazy because my whole life – kind of like revolves around basketball, but it also like intertwines with switch cultures. Cause when I first got there, it was so tough for me, man. Like uh, two a day practices every day, you know, not being away from home, uh, very tough grind, grind place. And, um, you know, I also heard about Luka Doncic at 14, you know, and just all those grinds. I remember seeing him on the TV, my first game, seeing Boban and I'm like, bro, why isn't this dude in the NBA, yeah. you know, and playing against Carl Landry and Peyton Siva and all guys like that? I'm like thinking that their careers is finished and they're still going on. So that kind of really inspired me to start Swish, which was five or six years later, 
you know, honestly, I had a dream about switch coaches and, and uh, next day I just put my ideas and thoughts together and started promoting, promoting athletes and started learning video editing and went from there. Man, that's, that's amazing because what you did is you used your passion basketball to pivot into something that's led you to even better things than you could probably even imagine. Like you could be playing maybe over in Slovenia still or some small country, not making a whole lot, but like you've built this empire, man. When people think basketball clips, NBA clips and starting with overseas guys, they think, okay, it's switch cultures. Like you have built this up. So talk about that, like that's the ultimate pivot, you p- pivoting in your passion. So when you started going, were you just you were just getting clips of overseas guys and you were putting it up there? Like people always want to see you now, and I'm sure you get this a lot, man. How do I get to where you got? How do I like hey, you worked 10 years. You worked 10 years to become an overnight success. And I know you put that in. So talk to us about the journey and the process. Man, of getting there it's, it's it's been a crazy and humbling process um started switch coach we started switch coaches two and a half years ago and um it was crazy the grind that I had to do because I was in the middle of practice you know I was in Finland and Bahrain at the time and um I was in the middle of practice you know and and uh after practice is going and editing and looking for clips and uh just getting access to four or five different databases and hitting up players and the dms and uh, a lot of people told me that I was crazy, man, honestly. They were like, what are you trying to start? Like, what is this? Like, overseas basketball? Like, that's not going to take off. So it's crazy, you know. I used to go on on different sites and look up stats. I look up guys like Ray McCullum and them and just pray that they will post me, which is crazy because <laughs> in the basketball world, like, for you, like, to, to want someone to repost you is kind of like being a fan. So it was kind of tough for me to be like that, but I needed that, you know, to – Sure. see this where we were going and uh, it's just crazy because people drew to it really quickly you know Marshawn Brooks Bobby Brown uh, you know Ray McCullum they were reposting my stuff pretty quickly and it helped us grow the process really fast and um, just a little a little history uh, nurse I don't know if you knew this but my first year our first year starting swish um, my summer was the first time I started picking up a camera and recording, and it was at your workout. Oh, wait, I didn't know that was the first time? My first time. Dang. With Jay Alexander and them? Yeah. That was, that was our wow. first time. You could, hey, you could have fooled me, because you did another thing that I tell everybody to do, act like you've been there a million times before. Like, I thought it was like, man, this professional film guy, he's been doing this forever, is in here. Like, you had just a great presence about you, and I'm sure it was probably, I mean, probably had to be a little bit nerve-wracking to be out there for your first time doing anything that you really wanted so bad that you put so much work into. So that's really cool to hear that, man. I feel like, Ray, I, it's... You started. Yeah, you, I start, I feel like I started Switch Cultures, out. right? Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, it, it's crazy, you know, just that. It was tough for me, bro. I'm not. It was nerve wracking for me too. You know, it's it's been tough for me because I'm a six nine athlete and I'm a cameraman. So a lot of people look at me as a player, like a non basketball player that didn't make it. And I always, I always hated that about yes. being a cameraman. But the reason why I picked up a camera is because you know when you start something, you have your own vision, and people don't understand that vision. So by you picking up the camera, that kind of gets out, you know, the vision that you have and. You know, I would tell somebody, anybody that's out there listening, man, go on YouTube, learn, do different things. That's what I was doing when I was playing. 
You know, a lot of times after practice on road trips, I'm on YouTube instead of playing video games. I put the video games down and just so start good. applying myself. So, this so cool. good. Respect that. And, and, you know, it's funny. He said that he felt like a fan wanting guys to repost. But the funny thing is, being a player and being overseas, we we were hoping and praying that he was putting our clips out there. Because when you're overseas, you know what I'm saying, not not everybody back home can follow you, yeah. see what you're doing, you know? So I'll never forget my first time I went over and played in the EuroLeague two two years ago and uh I'm playing in Spain and I I uh, I will see these I will see the clips of Swiss culture. Some of these top guys in Europe are getting these videos. I'm I got to score. I got to I got to have a good game cuz they got to get me out there. And I'll never forget. I had a good game the next day. I was on Switch. And I was I, I was hyped, you know what I mean? And and I was telling Jordan the other day like and I'm not lying, man. Guys on the bench and in the locker room over there like a dudes out there killing, like we'll be on the bench and they'll be like, "Man, he's he's trying to get on Switch." Or like That's funny. I'm killing or somebody our thing That's is like cool. I'm trying to get on Switch cultures. That's like really we're cool. trying to get that clip. We're trying to get that out yeah. there and get in a and get seen. So it's funny how you said that because as much as we want you want us to repost, we want you to post us, you know, so we can repost. So that's that's to the level of where yeah. it, it's become for sure. That's yeah, that's huge credit, man. I, I like how you talked earlier about identity. Like a lot of people struggle with identity. Like if you say, hey, you're a basketball player and that's what you have to be, but you shed that identity. You are a, an underdog and shedding that and living in when people tell you you can't do something like for me writing a book or being a motivational speaker I was like no you're a basketball coach basketball coach like you speak that into existence and you live in that daily so do you have like you have a strong mindset you have to have a very unshakable mindset to be able to do what you did is there certain things maybe routines habits or mindset tricks and tools that you use that have continued to get you to where you where you've gotten I would just say being consistent, you know, yeah, uh, nice. and consistency is very important with everything in life and making sure so you good. do something and making that a habit every day. You know, uh, I make sure I post on Switch every single day, you know, make sure I look. And I think the most important thing is, is go after your passion. When you're passionate about something, you love something. It, it's not like something that's, you know, boring to you, something that you, you like to do and are willing to do it at all times, you know, and, me playing overseas made me more passionate for these guys because, nice. you know, I would look and see how talented these dudes are. You know, I would play against Bender in, in Israel, you know, and they were telling me he's going to be an NBA guy. And, you know, I used to fight with people here, like telling people how good Luka Doncic is, right? Like, yeah. bro, like you understood. Like, yeah, bro, I've been hearing about him since he was 14 years old. Yeah. I've gotten so many arguments about Luka. <laughs> and I'm like, laughing. oh, they don't understand how good yeah. this guy is, you know. Yeah. Granted, I didn't think he was going to score 29 points per game, but, man, right. you know what I'm saying? You see these guys coming, Giannis and all these different guys, and it's like, like wow, like, that's what I need to, to go out there and show people, you know? And it's just been cool, man. How it's been going. So, so how many, like, and, and like you said, you post something every day. Every time I get on Instagram, it's always swish, 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 swish throughout the day. How, like... How do you have like how many hours a day a week do you spend? Because even out here, I'm in, we're in LA now. I see him at this gym. He's at this gym. He's getting this <laughs> He's one. He's getting this workout. Like how? And then you're posting clips from the game. It's, it's a lot. Like how do you have? Like how do you find the time to just sit down and try to get all the this balance? Yeah, it's a lot. 
Um, it's a lot, man. Uh, it's literally like all day, bro. Like literally like 15 hours per day, I would say, man, it's my whole day. That's, that's, that's literally what I do. You know, I just have awesome. this passion for it. And I see that I'm, you know, I'm close. It's like that picture where you see someone going after the diamonds and then that one person that stops. I feel like we're so close to where we want to be at. Been reposted by Bleach Report, Overtime, ESPN. Like I can DM those guys and just send a clip. You know, I think that's pretty says pretty much says a lot, you know, and in our first year of starting Swish, EuroLeague started following on started following on us. And that's the biggest league in Europe. And I was like, you know what? Like we have some here, you know, and I'm just gonna keep pushing towards it. So um real quick crazy story. I wanna give you guys this story. Uh yeah. So I'm doing I'm doing Shea Alexander and them uh yeah. Work. yeah. And uh afterwards um one of my partners is cool with Phil Handy. So I go into a meeting with Phil and Phil Handy is like, you know what? I like what you guys are doing. I want to help you guys out and take you guys to the next level. So I'll never forget this. He brings me in a workout. I work out Tristan. We have a long talk. Uh, Phil's like, you know what? Like, let's continue to keep this rolling. So then the next day I film KD. Mind you, David, like, yeah. I'm learning how to do the camera yeah. stuff. So yeah. at this moment, I'm like, wow. Like, okay, like big time, big time uh, player and stuff like that. And after I filmed the workout, I never forget this. He brought me to the side and he's like, look, man, one of the biggest things that you got to do is make sure you help grow this game and, and help all the trainers go out there and continue to grow. That's and uh, that always stuck with me because, you know, after that, we made sure we, we show love to not just the players, but all the trainers. So that's why you see in every workout that we do, if it don't matter if it's an intern, whoever it is, they're going to get posted and get love too, because you guys, man, you guys put, you guys put in a lot of hours, bro. I thought as a basketball player, I put in hours. <laughs> hours is next is Crazy, another right? level. Yeah. And, and man, that's so yeah. cool to hear that. I mean, that's, that's just why you are so genuine and you've been so cool to me through the years. And it's just, it's beautiful to see that because most people don't understand what goes on behind the scenes from the trainer aspect too. Like it's, yeah, it's it, it. That's a grind too. Like you got to think of what you're gonna do. You got to think on the fly. Your mind is fried. Your body is fried. So to see you give credit to others is is amazing because you've been at that point where, I mean, you haven't Phil Handy take you under your wing. Like you saw that as an opportunity. I mean, that's that's a mentor, a, a just an absolute golden mentor. But but instead of taking like just okay, I take this and take advantage of it. Now you give back to others. Like. He poured into you. Now you're able to lead others and pour into others. So it's it's beautiful to see that, man. Yeah, dope, man. Well, hey, paint this picture for us. So you got this fire. You got this mission. You're just, I mean, you love what you do. You enjoy the journey. Let's say, where is this? Where's where's it going? Five, ten years? Where's like, if you could say, man, I know for you, you're like us. Like, it's never made it. You're always becoming you're never there, but where would be this? Is the ultimate uh, landing point or long-term picture for Swish cultures? Um, I think you know where we'll be at is uh, we'll be similar to Bleacher Report, but in a different yeah. space. Uh, I'll be doing all sports most likely, and showing uh, you know football and baseball and things like that. That's stuff I'm really passionate about still to this day. You know, and uh, I think in a basketball space. Um, you know, just highlighting more just trainers and giving a whole authentic part of the game. I think a lot of people don't realize, you know, uh, 
how intertwined overseas basketball, NBA basketball, and all those can be. And I think that with Swish, I think we'll probably be able to defy the odds because I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of times I will go into meetings and people are like, honestly, we do not care about overseas basketball. It's crazy about it. And they're like, yeah. And even NBA guys, if it's not a top tier athlete, a lot of people would not post them, you know, and I'm trying to, I want to change that because I feel like the game is, is so messed up with that because all these players were kind of stars at one point, you know, and then for them not to be posted is, it's kind of, it's kind of weird to me because if you really love the game, you understand, you know, that anything can go viral. It's not about going viral. It's just about posting the right thing. And then it goes viral. You know what I'm saying? Yep. 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 Man, this guy got people jobs. I'm telling you, man. That's what I was. Yeah. You got guys signed. You got, you got trainers put on. You got, you know what I'm saying? All because of social media now is really taking over. And, and, uh, I mean, I'm telling you, man, switch cultures have helped a lot of guys all over the world. Hooping wise, for sure. Yeah. Nice. It's been dope. It's, it's been an experience. You know, last year I got hurt. You know, I played in Japan. Uh, yeah. You know, I heard, D, uh, David, you was out there coaching and stuff. Yeah. Then also Natalie uh, in, in with the Clippers, big-time coach. People talk about you guys still a lot, you know, and um, it's cool. You know, I got hurt. And, uh, you know, for just all the athletes, if any athletes is listening, um, this is my first time going into Lakers and going into Clippers. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going into those situations like, you know, I know all the guys on the team on the Lakers and I know a lot of the guys on the Clippers. I'm going into situations like, oh, this is about to be easy because I have connections. But honestly, bro, when I got there, they're like, we don't care who you know here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to get into the business and you got to be on time, be at everything, you know, and write about every athlete and and it's been a tough kind of trend. It was kind of a tough transition for me because I thought it was going to be easy, but um, it, it was difficult this last year for me, you know, getting hurt and uh, just trying to learn the whole overall business, you know, and the media business too, as well, you know, but I haven't shied away from not posting any non-positive things about athletes. And I'm glad that it's still sticking and, and going too as well. So it's cool. Man, I love that. Posting positive things. That's what this sure. world needs so much more, man. We need more of you out there. I mean, even in sports, you have these first takes and everybody's trying to degrade everybody and bring everybody down. But if we have more people like you posting positivity about people, man, it, this world would be a lot better. So thank you for all you do on that end, for sure. I yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Well, we're going to throw you on the rapid-fire hot seat as we wind down here. So these are questions they can be short answers whatever comes to your mind and we got a few of them here for you i'll go one then ray will go one the first one we have what is your favorite mindset quote that you live by maybe something that's on your fridge on your bathroom mirror some a quote that's like this this is me um i would say some of my mom always said to a success is the best revenge i think that's that's like my quote that always sticks with me yeah because you know, you don't need to get revenge on anybody. All the haters and doubters out there, success is your revenge, you know, towards them. You don't have to say anything. Just have a positive mindset the whole time. Be positive. Success is the best revenge when it comes to everything in life, in my opinion. So, Man, I, I've actually never heard that one. I've heard a lot. I mean, a lot. I've never heard that one. I really like that one. Like, you, just quiet about it, humble about it, but you know. You know. 
Hey, this is this is the first one ever asked. No, I'm I'm switching up the, Ooh, the script. Oh, I like it. I gotta ask though, what's what's your um your favorite post that you posted on Ooh. Switch Cultures page? And I, I don't wanna get you in trouble if you single certain certain person out, but like what's the one that kind of took it over the top? Oh, nice question. Took it over the top. I mean, obviously the workout with me was one one of your I mean, that took it to another level, but <laughs> no. like like the ones with Mike James, I feel like Mike James was pretty crazy. That that got a lot of hits. Mm. And he's not even he's I mean he played in the NBA, but you know what I'm saying? He's more overseas too. That's really bringing him to light. I mean, everybody obviously knows who Mike is, but still, that right there kind of But I, I, that's when I saw I would say Mike James is is in my top in my top three for sure because I never thought that I would hear you know Josh Christopher's brother told me the other day that's one of his favorite players. I never thought in my life I would ever hear someone say that an overseas basketball player is their favorite player. That's cool. So you know his floater series, I've never seen that either in my life in, yeah. in a game, and to see the kind of reaction here, like you know guys like AD and and Drew and them, you know, say things to him about the floater, kind of is dope. But I would say my first one would probably be the Devin Booker double team. I don't know why that one. Oh was. yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, that was well, that was Booker. last summer, huh? That was, was that last, last summer. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. It said something about like you can't you gonna double an open gym or something or a pickup, right? Yeah, oh, he said that. Devin yeah, Booker yeah, said that. Yeah, that went crazy. <laughs> that did go crazy. <laughs> okay, you know why I like that one so much? It's because of uh, just the competitiveness in the gym. You know what I'm saying? Like. At that time, people didn't realize it was game point one. So why why Joe Kim told him to double team was because it was game point and Booker was going crazy. I have never honestly I told my sister after the open gym, I said, I've never seen someone obliterate open gym like that before, <laughs> to the point they got in double team. Right. So you know what's crazy? That clip had been out for three days and it didn't go viral, that part. Right? Yeah. So what happened was is all of a sudden I get a I see a D I see like a Twitter Twitter like back and forth between KD and somebody and then ESPN was like, yo, we need this clip, we need this clip. And then uh we gave him the clip and it just went crazy, bro. Over a double team open gym. Hooper yeah. dialogue, all that different thing, people going back and forth. Is it is it okay? Is it not? So I'm gonna ask you guys. That's awesome. Is double getting a double team in open gym a problem to you? Is it a problem? I mean, I think I think you got to throw a double team on if you're trying to win and you're trying to stay on court in open gyms. I mean, we're playing like this is. I don't want to sit out. Hey, he's from he's from Iowa. He's yeah, from Iowa. Yeah. See, they they foul. They do all that help defense. <laughs> no, open we're gym not is, athletic. Right, one on one, man. You can't you can't send a double in open gym. You yeah. can't do it. I can't. You can't. You, you got to guard your man. You know what? I'm playing a box in one in open gym. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> Boom. There it is. All right. So, hey, we've got another one for you here. What is your definition of leaving a legacy? What would be like, not whatever the world's saying, what a billboard would be, but what is leaving a legacy to you? Um, I think uh, leaving a legacy is is doing it your own way and not following what other people say. You that's know, and do. Um, creating your own lane and your own path. I think that's creating a legacy, you know, just like in this game right now, mid-range is, is is starting to die and people are starting to say like back to the basket bigs is starting to die. I would say that leaving your own legacy would be 
a big man, you know, define those odds and staying true to himself, you know, and and not having to to go on the perimeter and think you got to do things on the perimeter. Stick to yourself. Stick to your game. Stick to who you are as a person. I would say that's that's leaving your own legacy. It's really good. It's really good. Oh, for sure. And for the people out there, how can they follow Jordan Richard, man? Not only just through Swish, but what's your own personal Instagram, man. Twitter, all that? Great question, right? Um, I think I need to do a better job at this because I'm working so hard on Swish. But my my Instagram is Jordan Swish Cultures. Um, I think that when you have a brand, people want to identify with the person behind the brand. That's one thing I've learned since being with the Clippers and Lakers and talking to the head of PR with them. So that's just one thing is people connect with, you know, brands. That's why you see guys like Omar and with House of Highlights, people connected with him and started drawing to him. And, and uh, you know, I think I need to do a better job at that posting consistently, posting daily so people could get connected to the story because a lot of people don't realize that it's a 6'9 camera dude there, you know what I'm saying, that plays overseas and a professional athlete as well. You know, and and doing that, and um, yeah, I would say I would say that. Sure, I think that's a great point too. Yeah. I I would encourage you to do that too, because your story is is so inspirational to people that want to follow their dreams, and maybe their their first dream wasn't the thing, and they have to pivot into it. But also for your your positivity and your joy for and just like everything, your whole um, just mantra about you, like get yourself out there even more so because. I mean, that's people can see a lot of a lot of hope in what what you've been able to accomplish. And sure. In that same breath, the last question we have for you before we let you off this hot seat on the Pivot and Go podcast: If you were to give advice to a young kid, somebody who felt stuck in a situation, they felt like they couldn't achieve their dreams, and you've kind of touched on it already. But what would that advice be to be able to pivot out of that stuck feeling? Um. Like, uh, I would say just being consistent and, yep. and believing in yourself and um, focusing on that goal. I think we have a lot of issues with social media and, and looking at others and mm-hmm. getting negative, you know, feedback from people and taking that to heart and worrying about what people think. You cannot worry about what people think. <laughs> Thank you. And when we started with Swift, honestly, in our first month, I'm going to be honest with you guys, in my first month, we probably had like 100 followers, nothing crazy, you know, and that could have been the end of Switch Cultures, to be honest with you. A lot of people would have stopped, like, oh, it's not hot, you know, like, mm. let's stop doing it, but when you, you just keep going at it, you know what I'm saying, and keep chipping away at that goal, and you never know, things can turn around for you and, and continue to grow for you, just like with us, you know, now in two and a half years, uh, like at 180,000 followers on Instagram and 200,000 on TikTok. And wow. we've had like over like six or 7 million views on YouTube. And uh, we've also been reposted by Bleacher Report, ESPN, every big time sports media company that you've seen, we've been reposted by them several amount of times. And I would just tell someone to just keep going, you know what I'm saying? And and network. Oh, that's the that's the <laughs> yes. Listen, everything and a lot of things in, in life is about networking, man, yes. to be honest yes. with you. And you never know who uh I would say you never know who a top guy is. There's been plenty of times, you know, like I will see a, a big time agent that I didn't know. I'm thinking that's the homie, you know, and I'm just cool with him and nice with him, chopping up with him, and then next thing you know, he's a big time agent. 
Yes. Network yeah. and, and, and observe the rooms. He was around in the room and, and talk to everyone, man. When you do that, so many people you connect with, bro. So many people you connect with. And in the sports world, you don't need to connect with just the players. Connect with the trainers. Connect with yes. the agents. Because those are the guys that are really going to get you some, somewhere and some kind of plug in life, man, for real. And, do, and doing it in the way that you do it, in a genuine relationship-building way. Most like Some people see networking like, what can this person do for me? But you do a great job in pouring into others. Give, give, give without expecting anything in return. And that's when it all comes back to you. Yep. Now, so I got a question for you since you, you're yes. in a champion. I want to learn, learn some stuff about you, man. Um, okay. This game – a lot of trainers are starting to get credit, you know, for, for work and starting to be mm-hmm. in the camera and limelight. Um, how do you like when a videographer or someone aspiring to connect with you, you know, loving your podcast and your book too as well? What is a way a person could come to you and, and you know, kind of build a connection with you, I would say? Yeah, that's a great question. An aspiring videographer, I would say, it would be not expired videographer, just anyone that wants to connect with you, learn something oh, oh, from you. No, no doubt, no doubt. Okay, so it would definitely be somebody, and I, I get this a lot, and I just had it recently where I'll get a lot of people saying, Hey, can I pick your brain? Can I have 30 minutes of your time? Like, I mean, I would love to, but I don't have that kind of time. I can't just sit down with any random person I know. But there was a person who said, hey, I will come out and pay you to work for you. I'll work for free. You just tell me anything that you need for me to do. Dude came out here from Ohio, was rebounding for me, not saying a word, just would just like ultimately put in this grind. And like, I saw that. I saw the work that he put in and just offering himself up to even come out here and pay me to work with me. Like that's the ultimate like not expecting me to give something to you right off the bat, but pouring into like like we're talking about pouring into somebody else and they're gonna see that. And that's I mean, that's I mean, that's the ultimate way to connect. You you have to absolutely give. And you gotta do that. If you're serious someone growing up, a young kid, like even in your twenties, I tell people just just and make the best genuine network connections that you can possibly do. Don't even worry about the money. The money will come when you follow your passion and you just absolutely grind and give. Yeah. Ray, too, I got a question for you. Oh, yeah. This is awesome. Uh, oh, it's, yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I, I like gotta this style. Nice. <laughs> um, you know, for you, uh, making the transition, you know, from – Oh, oh, I mean, NBA to overseas. Mm-hmm. Was there ever any time where you were like, yo, I didn't, I failed in terms of going down there? Because I feel like a lot of athletes, NBA athletes, would rather be in the G League, struggle, not really make a lot of money and be there just instead of going overseas and knowing that they can eventually go back. Because just Justin Holiday, prime example, didn't get drafted, went overseas, sure. got his opportunity to go to the league. So how was your your experience with that going yeah. from NBA overseas? I would say my first year, it was it was definitely uh, tough for me um, just because, you know, your whole, my whole life, you know, I want to go to the NBA, be an NBA player, and then, you know, being in the league for four years and then having a taste of it. And then all of a sudden, your agent kind of comes to you and is like, we're going to go over, you're going to go overseas. Um, it was tough for me. I'm not going to lie at first. Um, but then once I realized, like, I have to embrace this journey, like, you're the man on, you can be the man on your team, you're playing against great competition, you know, I'm, I'm living in a great city, I'm getting paid to do what I love to, you know, I'm getting paid to to play the game that I love, and 
once I like really bought into embracing it where I'm at, it became fun and I really started to enjoy it. Um, a lot of my friends who make the transition from the NBA to overseas, a lot of them will struggle with it because of the same reason. Um, they're not all the way bought in. I would say you have one foot in, one foot out. You have to really like embrace your your journey and where you're at, and you'll start to have fun with it for sure. And and I think okay, the last two years I've been there has, has been a lot better for me for sure. Good answer. Cool. Man, we've yeah. never had that on the podcast. I yeah, like way that. Way to, way to fire us, back at us, man. I like that. Hey, you've got a you could be a podcast host. That could be in your future. That could be what is next. We're going to switch cultures as video, podcast form, all sorts of media. Why not? Never know. Yes, sir, man. Appreciate it. Hey. We we really appreciate you coming on, man. We 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 love you as a person, and we love you even more now. And just the story and your inspiration to others is is so infectious, man. So thank you so much for your time and coming on the man, podcast. Love you too, man. I appreciate the the opportunity, the time. It's my first podcast I've been on, just talking about Swish. So I really thank y'all for 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 doing this. You know, it's always going to be some in my heart because it's my first one. So I really appreciate y'all. Thank you so much for giving your time to me and listening to the 1% podcast. Without you, none of this would be possible. The feedback, the reviews, the ratings you give this podcast help to grow the audience and the reach for us to be able to bring on new guests each week and provide that 1% daily steps we can all implement from top NBA players, from high performers, and just from amazing people doing amazing things to better this world. And it's all because of you. If you could, I will shout you out, personally thank you, leave a review on iTunes or the podcast app on your phone. Five stars if you love it, one star of course if you hate it, and leave a comment of what you liked about it or questions, suggestions that you might have. Post on social media and tag me at David Nurse NBA, and I will repost the reviews the podcast gets. I'll shout you out personally for sure. Thank you so much for being the best community, the best family, the best 1% squad. So blessed for all of you out there. Now go out there today and speak a word of encouragement into someone. You can and you will make a difference.